the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Football Show. I hope you are comfortable. I hope you're warm. It's going to be perhaps a long episode. We have World Cup qualifications in which I, the resident Peruvian, may take more than 45 minutes to gloat and talk smack about any other other federation that was trying to kick us out of the world cup and regardless i am joe my wonderful co-hosts who are now unfrozen hopefully from i know at least eric is, is now unfrozen from from the bike getting there in, pro- from in process and of, <laughs> and of course uh always wearing the, the minneapolis city hat bridget how are you guys doing how are you guys doing today well i'm apparently well, warmer than you guys Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a hoodie. Eric's I, over here still rubbing his hands. <laughs> yeah, I got a hoodie on yeah. my hat. I uh, I, I went to bed with, I think I was wearing three layers yesterday. Got out of the shower and I was still cold. I was like, t-shirt, long sleeve shirt. You know what? Yeah, sweater's going on too. Or the uh, <laughs> yeah. I did the I did the really stupid thing. I was angry about the game, so like, we went to get some food, um, and then I ordered two chocolate shakes. And I'm lactose intolerant, so but like, middle oh, of the morning, yeah, I know, I did it to myself. It was my own mm-hmm. punishment. I was that angry with myself and with the game that I, yeah. So that's I actually did that to myself yesterday too. Yeah, so. and I was like, you know what, whatever. I don't. I just you know. And then I paid for it at, at four o'clock in the morning, and then I was like, yeah, this is great. Re- resident vegan with extreme lactose intolerance is not mad, but very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed care. in myself. But it was good. <laughs> I like right as long as you enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it when I had it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know the one was like before I, I really latched onto the to the veganism, like I don't know, six years ago now. I, I suppose it's been. Um even milk stouts with uh lactose or lactase, whether whichever one it is yeah. they, they, they add, they would destroy me. And just like you said, it felt delicious going in and then like mm-hmm. hour and a half later i would pay yeah i never i never thought that it would affect me so much with the beer drinking but it was just like wow i well, can that's, not drink i mean these. yeah you're you're just getting the straight up concentrated yes. the back the uh bacteria right yeah yep. just crush me crush me all right well there's your digestive system talk for the minnesota football show um <laughs> Let's let's go to these qualifiers because Rodrigo. Let's just take it from from our Coleman Bowl. You know, uh, Peru had a, one job to do: win in their end. Did it, baby? Lo- that's what I say. Loser tie, and it's just like who knows. And you did it in, in a huge fashion. Peru two, Paraguay nil. Tell us about it. How you feeling? Okay, so some of you know that my mom, out of both of my parents, is the soccer enthusiast so she called me via whatsapp literally right before the game started and she said listen and so like she was she she put her phone right next to the tv and then like you could hear the supporters groups chanting and singing i mean it was a packed stadium 
Um, and then she goes, I'll call you, I'll call you after the game. And I was like, and then here we are. I can't watch the game. I'm like, I literally, we contemplated in this household paying $30 to watch one game, uh, be a football, but we didn't. And then eventually like my, my WhatsApp started blowing up right around the, the, the end of the second, the first half. And a friend of mine who lives in Canada was like, Hey, he's like here. This is delayed, but you actually can listen to it and watch a little bit of it. And I was like, and I watched that and I watched the second goal. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it was so, so inspiring to be able to watch that specifically. You know, there's a couple of scenarios that I really like, like the first goal was Lapadula's goal. Actually, and I've talked about Lapadula's story on this podcast, how like, you know, at one point. He was called up to the national team to play some friendlies, right? He scored three goals and then boom, nothing. And because Italy rejected him, now he has the chance to go to a World Cup while Italy sits at home, right? Um, but like, you know, it was just awesome just to be able to see them do. Christian Cueva is always, I, I don't know what he plays in, in, in Egypt. I mean, he's got to come to like the MLS. If he comes to the MLS, he's going to tear that league up probably be a much better 10 than Reynoso is doing right which, now. Which team is he on Alahi? Which team is he playing? Yeah, he's in Alahi. Yeah. So, Got it. So it's like, it's like, I don't know what it is, you know, but like you, my dad was asking me the other day, how many, the first time he's asked me actually, how many Peruvians play in the MLS? Cause he doesn't watch the MLS. And I was like, well, you know, you got, you got several, actually, you got at least five. And he's like, really? I was like, yeah. And he's like, how many are we playing with Minnesota United? I was like, um, well, none of them are playing with us, but we get to play some of them coming up soon. So if you want to go to the game, I'll take you. No problem. So, but it was just, you know, it was an electric atmosphere. And, um, and I think one of the, one of my favorite things watching is my mom called me right after the game and she didn't even say anything. She just put the phone up to the, um, to her TV and the fans were singing, uh, one of the most, uh, memorable songs called Contigo Peru uh, in unison in the stadium. And then there's video of all the players singing along to and Gian Gianluca Lapadula singing it as he's now truly been adopted and, uh, you know, integrated into the Peruvian culture. He's going to go down um, as, 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 you know, one of the people that helped us get to, to where we are currently. And I think that's, that's it. I mean, Peru did what they were supposed to do and Peru, like wanted it, right? They had heart. They wanted it, and and they were able to play to their strengths. And um, Paraguay did what they what they were going to do. They created a lot of situations that just couldn't put in the back of that. They also had a couple of players that they were missing. I mean, no Totina Amarilla, which was interesting for me because he'd been called previously in the previous uh, um, qualifying matches, so he wasn't there. So that would have been that would have might have helped them. And it's just you know. You sit at an opportunity where um, you were the you were in the driver's seat of your own direction. I think that's what it was, and I think we talked about it. I told you it's like they have to win. There's no other way. Like mm -hmm. uh, like a tie doesn't really help them, right? Losing is even worse, and you know, and having uh, Colombia and Chile chasing you that's that that was that was a big thing but i think after five minutes into the game there's videos everywhere where colombian fans were just like you know in in tears in the sense of like they now they have to five minutes into a game and they already have to put up a, a score um 
And there has been a lot of, yeah, I was going to say for, for everybody that thinks that their, their nation or their confederation or whatever is, is hard on them. Whoa. The Colombian oh, no. media, Colombian media has been just destroying the team. <laughs> yeah. In, in the era of social media and podcasts and all the other stuff, like so many yeah. of like just people, regular people like us. Just get on their get get on their YouTube channels and just record what they say and what they feel like, and it's yep, and it's just that. I mean, there's a lot of raw emotion behind it, yep. but in reality, it, there's some really good question as to what happened to Colombia, right? Because yep. at the beginning of this qualifying, they blew up Peru three nothing. They blew up, They were they were scoring. They were doing, and from pretty much from October to December to now everything changed like they couldn't do anything and so that's what they that's what the issue is is what what happened and i think the era of all these players um might have changed i know hamas put out a statement he did saying that I this saw was that. unacceptable right mm-hmm. and he feels for it and i get that but you know i mean what can you do i mean what 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 colombia can do now is just reset and and figure out what they are able to accomplish and rebuild their youth. I mean, I think it's time for them to go ahead and pull up some youth. Now, Chile is in a whole different problem just because everyone on there literally is the considered the golden generation. I think I think they just have to totally just, you know, they can keep the Englishman because the Englishman is actually a decent player, but everyone else has to go. Yeah. Um, um, I would imagine that with, with Potagreg, Paraguay crashing the way they did too. I would imagine Scaloto is probably out of a job. I have, yeah, I haven't Scaloto didn't heard. do anything. No. That's the problem. Like, um, so just just for clarity's sake here, for those that don't know it, it, it's been out for a while now at this point. But we're talking about Peru, sort of, kind of in right. You, they're in the the playoff position number five. They will take on another playoff that has to happen yet in AFC, the Asian Confederation, and then they'll play that winner. So that's all going to go down in a couple months in June. Um, with the rest of the Comebol side, uh, we had third and fourth get solidified. Uruguay beat Chile 2-0, so they actually jump. Uh, Ecuador, who tie Argentina 1-1, so Ecuador go four. I think there's just like a two-point difference or something like that. So those are your, those are your teams. Comebol is all set. Um, yeah, we'll go to the groups and all that good stuff in a little bit. But uh, I'm happy for you, man. I'm happy for all the Peruanos. And uh, now it's a little bit of a waiting game and another match. And hope and hopefully that does it. Stranger things have happened. We shouldn't get too overconfident. But no, yeah, no, it's good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I've took 36 years to go to the first one. I don't want to wait that long for the second one. So. Word, word. Um, let's do. Let's see. Should do this kind of chronologically. Um, Konkakov had had to wrap up a couple things before uh, or since we last recorded. Um, the big thing here is Canada just destroyed Jamaica four 0 and that got them in directly. They were the first to qualify and, and eventually win the entire uh, Konkakov group. Um, Costa Rica beat El Salvador two to one. USA has a huge win five one over Panama, much needed, and Mexico squeaks a one nil win over Honduras. And at this point, everybody's feeling pretty confident with. Uh, I know Pulisic had a had a hat trick. Um, Costa Rica just going on this tear, coming from barely above the line to basically like winning everything to get back in the conversation. Um, and I suppose we can just jump to the next one. We'll do we'll do AFC after this. Uh, where are you? So the final stage, 
Neither the Jamaica Honduras didn't matter. Mexico win 2 0 over El Salvador. Panama get a win over Canada 1 0. Uh, but the one to really talk about is this Costa Rica USA. Costa Rica with resting tons and tons of their normal starters, all in yellows, in, in, including Mr. Frankie Calvo. Um, they get it done and, and beat the US in Costa Rica 2 0 pretty convincingly. Uh, Navas just putting on a clinic pretty much that whole match, especially the first half. I, I lost track of how many saves he had. So many saves. So to the U.S. credit, they were they were getting in there. They were getting their shots. They were getting their opportunities. But, I mean, it's what happens when you have one of the best keepers in the world, right? Just played out of his mind. Um, and then on the other side, some shaky keeping with, with Zach Steffen. A couple poor decisions. Certainly that second goal, he was way out there and very little you do to save that second one. Um, how do you all feel? I mean, it's like, yes, USA qualifies with a loss. Kind of feels a little, I don't know, rough, but I guess the main thing is they're in. What are your takes? Um, I'll go first, and then um, we can kind of figure out what it was. I I don't get the, the blowback of qualifying while losing. I think in the aspect of it, like in order for you not to qualify, you needed the other team to score, you know, six-plus goals on you. And so there's that cushion of like you have to you 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 have that sense of like yeah that you know the odds are, are are in your favor in that aspect of doing. The thing is to qualify, right? And I think for this team, who are all young guys, majority of them, right, that they have um, progressed from the beginning of qualifying to now. I I think they're a better team, but you also have to think about it. This team has been. Uh, in a sense, duct taped together so many times. There's always not been a consistent team always playing, right? It was an M first. The first the first one was an all Europe, right? Group, right? Pulisic, Geo, everyone else, you know, um, Serginio Dast, all those folks. And then you you kind of do the MLS thing when it comes down to the other thing. And then you try to figure out. And I think credit deserves to the fact that, you know, um, they qualify and it's not easy. Qualify I think it's just like a easy. taste, like a taste thing, you know, it would yeah. just feel better and taste better if it were like a win or a tie, but you're and in the end, you're right. Like, especially after the fiasco of like right. last world cup and everything, it's just like, right. and then just in. be, just be grateful that you are in a, you're in a <laughs> confederation where you don't, you don't have to face Argentina, Brazil twice a year or, or Colombia or Ecuador or all those other teams that, this, very this is the hash, hashtag abolish CONCACAF. Yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like, it, it's one of those things. It's like people were like saying, well, Peru, Peru made it in fifth with a losing record. And I'm like, yeah, but we're not in oh, the World Cup right hold on, now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's clarify people, Italians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, but, but you know, and, and the thing is, too, is like you look at what are the qualifying routes for for Europe, right? It's like they don't play everybody in Europe. It's not. No, that's the thing, I, right? I would still argue that I, I was just talking to somebody recently and was saying how, how hard it is to qualify in UEFA. I'm like, no, nah, Comet Bowl is much more difficult. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you want to, yeah, play everyone, everyone, play everyone. And that should be the the idea. If you want to build it up by regions, that's different. But I mean, there's other. There's, you know, the way to qualify, you know, there's an argument there for who has it easiest, who has it hardest, right? I think. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely paths in UEFA that are very difficult, but 
And those initial groups when it's like England versus San Marino and Gibraltar and the right. faraway islands, it's like, right. come on. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the parody in Comnable is, you know, significantly higher compared to UEFA and, uh, and the other regions. So yeah, I think it balances out. Correct. Correct. Right. So Costa Rica with that win, like, again, they, they go on this ridiculous four match winning streak, which is pretty incredible. Um, so they're going to go to that playoff against uh, New Zealand, right? New Zealand smoked Solomon Islands 5-0. So that will happen in June as well. Yeah. Okay, let's... Do, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I did a poll to see if we would be cheering for Calvo or Boxy, and like 98.9% of the six people that voted were like, Boxy. So we're all New Zealands. We're, we're all for New Zealand on this one, so, you know. But, but are we for New Zealand, or are we anti Calvo? Oh, can we be both? <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> no los dos? Yeah, it's interesting. I love, oof. Hmm. Yeah. I kind of I just want to like a uh, hockey throw off the gloves and just let them go for like, two minutes. <laughs> well, you know, boxing is winning that one. I mean, no. New Zealand, yeah. New Zealanders, they, they do rugby. So that's, he's, <laughs> he's no, a big dude. He's a big I would dude. Not wanna, I would not want to know anyone who actually know what rugby is to just go against yep. me to go at it. I'm like, nah, sorry. I mean, the, the only reason he does not play rugby is they thought he was too small. So he, he took his giant <laughs> self to. Says a, says a lot. He took his giant self to soccer instead. Says a lot. Uh, on, on the Asian Confederation side, um, you had Iran. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Where am I going here? Yes, Iran wins, and South Korea actually loses to UAE. So there's a jump there. They're, they're both in, so it didn't really matter. Just Iran goes number one, and South Korea goes number two. That flipped. And then it also happens in Group B, where Japan ties Vietnam 1-1, and Saudi Arabia beats Australia. So there again, Saudi Arabia jumps into the first spot, and Japan too. They were both in. Um, and this stayed the same as well. It's going to be a UAE, United Arab Emirates versus Australia playoff. First within the confederation, and then that winner, winner rather, will play Rodrigo's Peru. So that's kind of where that stands. We got to do some the funky, weird UEFA playoff happened as well. Poland handily took care of Sweden 2-0. I know that uh, Lewandowski got one of those, as we would expect. Um, unfortunately, our, our solidarity... Uh, ends in heartbreak with the legendary footballing nation of North Macedonia that's been so lauded and, and promoted <laughs> on this program. But what a run. Um, they go against Portugal and they go down 2-0. I can't remember who scored, but, you know, we're with you, North Macedonia, always. Uh, so Portugal's in, and then Wales are still waiting. The Scotland-Ukraine, whenever that's going to happen, I think oh, June. Is that right? Yeah, it's going to yeah. be June. So we'll have like our full kind of clarity by then, I suppose, in June. What I think, are you I think it's going to be the same week that Peru plays. So it's like June 13th week. Okay. Week it's going to like condense it all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got I it. think they built in a, a window of FIFA break. Cool. By the way, that is not a CD, listeners. That is my child. <laughs> so if you're enjoying the Bach unaccompanied cello sleeves, that's, that's coming from my boy. He's plays pretty well <laughs> <laughs> well you can't he can't country he can't um ski anymore so that's right gotta do something um else. well track's coming up he'll, he'll be he'll be running uh let's go to the african confederation 
Boy, this was the big one. We had the, the, the rematch we had already talked about. Uh, Senegal and Egypt once again going at each other and, and Senegal, of course, winning the uh, Cup of Nations. And then they do it again in penalties. Uh, they score, They win the match 1-0 with a 1-1 aggregate. Egypt doing the same in the first round. And then uh, a 3-1 win in PKs. But, I mean, the narrative here, you guys all saw it. I'm sure listeners, if you, if you probably did, but if you didn't, Mo Salah is, is the most apparent one, but it happened to many of the other ones that stood yeah. up there. Mm-hmm. Laser pointers everywhere. I mean, how can you be expected to do your job and, and have a PK when you have, I don't know, 10 at least, 10 laser pointers in your eyes? Ridiculous. Yep. And I mean, it's like, I feel good for, I'm a happy Senegal got in, but it's just like, you don't want to go out like that either if you're Egypt. Like that, that sucks. No, and it's, I mean, it's not the first time either. We saw that, I think it was last season mm-hmm. um, in, in the run-up to the Cup of Nations, I believe. Um, so it's a typical issue over there that they don't seem real interested in doing anything about. Yeah. Uh, like, what are the rules on that? Like, I mean, <laughs> there are no rules, right? That's the question. Right. You know the rules. Basically, there are no I rules. mean, there might be rules, but no one wants to enforce them. So, right. I mean, because, like, I literally, I, I saw the images and I thought that, you know, um, like he was in a club, right? Like when the when the, exactly. the lights flashing, and he's like, "You're like, oh, you my face turns green. I mean, my face turns yellow." I was like, "Oh wait, no, it's actually." Considering crazy. the conditions, it was actually a pretty good shot. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hopefully, something between this and the actual competition will come down where there's some kind of enforcement or something. But I mean, who knows? It's it's FIFA, so I don't know. I mean, uh, like if I was, it was up to me. Like I don't know what happens if like you have lasers in your eyes and you just fall on the ground and cover your face. (laughs) What is the ref going to do? Right. I suppose it's happening, right? Well, maybe the ref gets blasted too. And then all of a sudden he or she, or they can't do anything. So, I mean, there's, there's that aspect of it too. I, I don't know. It just, it looked, I felt, I felt really bad for Sala and all those players. Cause that's, that's just a, that's just a a bad way to tough, which, which, which is worse. Senegal getting in, by penalty PKs with lasers help or the U.S. not winning oh. against Costa Rica? Which way is the worst way to go into the World Cup for you? That is a great question, actually. I'd have to say, you know, the Senegal. I'm going to go laser, too. I'm going to go laser. Yeah, because, yeah. I, I mean, the going in with the loss is just part of the part of the system that FIFA built. Yeah. And... Uh, I mean, I guess you could say the same for the lasers, actually, if you want to take that logic a little bit further. But, yeah. It feels worse because it's such a direct, like, a direct fuckery is the only thing I can think right. of. <laughs> right. yep. um, we, should just, all right. we should just let um, all the players from now on, FIFA make a new rule that before you take a pea cake, you have to spin around 10 times and then kick it. <laughs> I'll put it in the universe, man. That might that might come to fruition. That would be fun to watch. I need a lie. So so joining Senegal, um, Ghana, they uh, they tie Nigeria one one. That one go to PKs as well. I can't remember. Or they no, they just got it on the away goal. No, they, they got the away goal. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, Cameroon also with you. Uh, oh yeah, this is that's the away goal. They win the match two to one with a two two aggregate. They squeak this thing off. I don't know if you saw this or not, literally like seconds before the whistle. They score in the 124th minute and like immediately the whistle blows. So, I mean, 
Algeria also just thinking they've got this thing through on, on their aggregate and all of a sudden just stripped in like the last 30 seconds. That was a heartbreaker. Um, Morocco, pretty confidently, no big deal there. Four to one over Congo. That's a 5-2 aggregate. So they are in. And then Tunisia, they, they squeaked. There's just a nil-nil tie, but they already had a goal. So they are in one-nil aggregate. So Africa, once again, Ghana, Senegal, Cameroon, Morocco, and Tunisia are your representativos. Um, does that cover everybody? I think that gives us all our, of our confederations so we can go to the the little draw thing unless you guys got anything you want to add here. What are we drawing? Yeah, I mean, it's, people. it's so weird. They did this thing with still having like these these three uh, vacancies, but um, I mentioned we'll, we'll, we'll do a double Christian Erickson just because the story is, is like one of the greatest footballing narratives oh, yeah. I think I've story ever heard in my life. Yeah. It's just so, so with the national team, like he, he comes back for the first time and he scores in two minutes on the friendly against Holland. Just amazing. Amazing. And they're going to do another friendly going back to the, um, Oh, what's the name? I, I've been to that stadium and where, where FC Copenhagen plays and it's just escaping me right now, but that's where the incident happened. And it'll be the first time that he'll be back there playing. So talk about a emotional moment coming up. That's going to be a, it's going to be a big one. Um, we had we had a little bit of movement in the you know our our also important uh, FIFA rankings, which is mostly just to say that nothing really changed. Brazil, Pula, they 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 jumped Belgium, so good on them. Um, Mexico had a three point jump up to like barely squeaking into this whole thing, which is I just kind of had to laugh at. So they they cracked the top ten and go to number nine. Um, other than that, I don't think there was there was really much any, any movement and. Okay, we had our pots. We we can just skip all that stuff. I mean, it's it's all so meaningless when you have like Canada, like way back there, and Ecuador way back there. Like these these teams that like they get stuck in supposedly the weak pot, and then you're just like, you know what? They're my prediction is some of these so-called pot four teams are going to do some serious damage. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. so anyway, let's let's do this thing. So we had the draw on. On Friday, and your do groups we, look like this. Go ahead. Do we just want to do one takes one group, then the next person? So you take first group, I take second, and then sure. Just just, just mentioning and, the groups. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Group A. Group A. You've got the hosts. That's Qatar, uh, joined by out of the aforementioned pot four, uh, Ecuador, and then Senegal, your African champions, and Holland, Netherlands. Group B e is an interesting one. Um, England is in, Iran is in, USA, and whoever is the Euro playoff team. So that would be, um, yeah, it's either, yeah, Wales or Scotland. I think that, I, you know, last time I think, was it, what, when was, I don't think, Scotland ever been in the World Cup? I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Wales is, right? Wales, has Wales been into the World Cup? I can't think of it right I now. I don't think Wales has ever ever been Scotland. I, I specifically so. remember because brazil played them it was either 94 or 2002 and i remember a bunch of butts being showed because they were like mooning everybody with their kills yeah. <laughs> okay I remember that. Oh, yeah. so unfortunately that one is like grilled in my brain that's awesome that's, that's awesome. i mean it either way it's going to be awesome to see um with england in the same group Right. <laughs> Not only that, but then you have the uh, the Mayflower Derby, which the U.S. and England 
will get to play. Um, Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> that's what I'm calling it. All right. The the English press wasted no time. Like there oh are some. Gosh. Yeah, exactly. That that is the correct reaction. There are some pretty. If, I did see disgusting a tweet where, where it was like, "What the what the English media doesn't realize is that most of the U.S. was pulling to draw England." Yeah. <laughs> well, they're saying that you know they're they're too good for this group essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been interesting. Definitely, you've got C, Bridget. All right, Group C, we have Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. It's an interesting one. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, D, Af- uh, perhaps a group of deaf. There are a couple different nominees here. Uh, France, you're going to have the – this would be the Peru um, – who are they playing? Either, either the UAE or uh, Australia playoff there. Denmark and Tunisia, pretty stacked. Um, boy, that's a tough one to predict for sure. And I mean, the way Denmark is flying right now, I uh, I would not bet against them. Yeah, yeah, that, that looks like an interesting group. But um, if Peru does qualify, they would be the second. There'd be two two World Cups in a row where they get to play France. That's what that's what Miguel <laughs> said. Yes, we were talking about that yesterday. He's like, oh, not again. <laughs> so so yeah. So I mean, go ahead. You know. You're up, Rodrigo. E. And Group E, we have uh, we have the Spanish and the IC playoff. So that would be well, let's figure that out in a bit. We have Germany and Japan. So this was like at the very early being considered as a group of death because Spain yeah. and Germany. Th- this but, would be the, the either Costa Rica or uh, New oh, Zealand. There you go. Wow. Yeah, did not want any of those two teams in the <laughs> That, that that would be a tough group to be in because Japan Japan's decent, yeah. But when you have to play against Spain and Germany, I mean, you also have to figure out which Spanish team are you playing, really? Which Spanish team is going to show up? Because sometimes they don't show up at all. Um, but if they what they've been doing lately, they've been doing pretty well. So um, well, and a very beat up Germany. But I mean, Germany lives for these things. Like they always exactly. come correct for World Cup. So you just never know. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's definitely a good candidate as well. This one, though, F.A., Bridget, this, this one's got some fire. In <laughs> uh, Group F, we have Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. So, yeah, that's, that is going to be very interesting. Um, I think that, that's mine in terms of a group of death. And I, I honestly yeah. think Canada is going to, like, turn some heads. Oh, yeah, I think Morocco has that potential as well. Yep, um, yep. I mean, Belgium are really good. It's not the same team as last year. And, it, and I'd say the same thing about our last cup, rather, in Croatia. Like, this this isn't the team that, that got to the, the final or whatever it was. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's really tough. I, I, I just I hope <laughs> Canada can keep this momentum going and just really, really humble some people. Yeah. Um, G is probably one of the weaker ones. Brazil, Consorci, it tends to happen. Uh, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon, but even that said, they're going to have to battle. I, there, there's some, there's some difficulty in there as well. I think, I think especially for that, that second place between those, these, those three teams, that's, that's going to be an uh, interesting one to watch. I, I, hard to predict there. And rounding off our groups, Group H, which is the uh, host, the winner of the 
Portugal and North Macedonia playoff, which means Portugal is in, Ghana, Uruguay, and Korea Republic. So, Can I just say that is trash, by the way, that Portugal like barely squeak in. And then they get the and they get one spot. Yes, yeah. and they get to lead the group. <laughs> Come on. That is garbage. So that's why we talked about earlier, right? Which which way to qualify do you prefer? Uh. Europe or any other other place? So uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm happy for Uruguay. Um I think Ghana is gonna turn some heads too. Same with Cameroon, so. I think. That's one of the two things that I was like never count off the uh the African teams. Never. Never count them off. Right. So. Yeah, I w- once again, as as deep as my roots go to Portugal, I, I would love to see them not get out of this group. <laughs> and so, it's happened before. I think, I'll right? put that into the universe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't see. It. I mean, Uruguay is a, is a tough group to play, and I mean, Chile found that out too. I mean, they're very physical and they're very, very uh, well known of what people are. Their midfield needs a little bit more work in connecting with their forwards, but it's a new midfield, so hopefully they'll get it ready by. Jeez, we're gonna be it's watching good. these games in November, right? Thanksgiving. Yep, they've got they've got like six months to work it out. So, jeez, it's crazy. It's very so strange. like some of us will be having our our vegan options, uh, family dinners, and some of us will be having the bubble instead of watching American football. We'll be watching World Cup. That's kind of weird. So, yeah, uh, U.S. plays on Black Friday, so you know. Wow, we, we get, and in fact, get all as, your as, capitalism. That's right. <laughs> wow, wow. I, I was just, I was just thinking, like we, we could actually have a Minnesota football show giving thanks and, and watch a match or something like that. That'd be a, yeah. something, something to work out. out. Yeah, Maybe, definitely. Um, we'll, we'll talk more about these groups as we move down the, uh, the timeline here, and we can give uh, hotter takes and deeper predictions on who's who we think is going to move. Um, we should also just mention too that the darkness around all this too. I mean, the fact that this is actually going. I mean, we, we've talked about all the the loss of life and human rights abuses and just the trash that is uh, FIFA and all the corruption and just grossness around right. it. Like, I, I didn't watch the ceremony, but I heard it was just farcical. Like, it was so over the top and so gross. Um, well, I mean, um, what's her dirty. name? Still um, dirty. Who was picking out the groups? Uh, Carly Lloyd, right? Yep. Yeah, she was a yeah. <laughs> there you go. Carly Lloyd was picking out the groups and like, um, like she was, she was like, I mean, people were talking about her at- attire and stuff like that. And we're like, yeah, well, that's what you have to deal with when you, when you're asked to, to do certain things. And it's just, I don't know, like, like yes, I love football. Yes, I love watching. But at the same time, like, there's just a lot of discrepancies when it comes to where it is. And same thing with the playoffs too. It's like you want to go play mm-hmm. June, and 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 Qatar. Can you imagine it's. Oh, I cannot imagine. How is that even going to work? Like, are they no building idea. a stadium just to have it like all AC and just covered? Because that would be awesome. Playing a dome, right? Air I think you have dome. to. I don't know if they will. Which, which of course begs the question again. Going back to the original topic, how many of the uh, East or the, the uh, Indian subcontinent? basically indentured servants or yeah. i mean we could be frank and basically say they were like modern slavery they mm-hmm. lost their lives building that stuff man it's terrible yep uh, man complicated emotions and of course we love the game and and i i, I can't speak for you guys but for myself like the, far more than than club football this is what brought me to football as a kid 
um, it was the World Cup. So this deep, decades-long emotional connection. But at the same yeah. time, it's just it, it feels so slimy and gross at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's also it's it's everything that we like about the game, and at the same time, everything that is just disgusting about the game. Right, right, right. It'll be super. Go ahead. No, I was just say people watch the sport to escape, right? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Doing, yeah, I, I was going to connecting to that. I was going to say that it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it's all late now, right? Like we got our groups. It's moving forward. There's no way this is going to be stopped. Yeah, but we knew that. I'm curious, but I'm curious of what actions might actually happen because the the athletes, you know, they they have huge platforms, and if if they come out, if there's multiple teams that come out and just embarrass FIFA and embarrass Qatar. Well, I mean, we already saw with Iran's last game, they they only recently had allowed women to like come into right. the stadium to watch. Yeah. Um, but there was a there were a few videos going around of women outside the stadium in the, in that last match. They had tickets to go to the game. They were able to purchase tickets, uh, but they weren't allowed in the gate. So they all stood outside of the stadium and were chanting and refused to Hell leave. Yeah. Um, so people are calling for sanctions against Iran again, uh, mm. which we all know won't happen. Um, but yeah, all the all these little factors, and I'm sure we'll see. It's a long time away. <laughs> a lot can happen in six months. Definitely. Things will just get even more complicated. Um, the German team has been getting more and more vocal too, which again, it's like, yeah. well, it's convenient now that you're in it. Things are all set. Right. You, now you don't you have can... anything to lose. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but it's but it's something yeah well it'll be interesting like i i'm, I'm kind of curious yep. to see how that the athlete activism line is going to go all right well there it is apparently it's happening <laughs> there's nothing we can do now yeah 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 <sighs> you guys remember when in was it an england friendly right uh someone made a banner of the google search for uh, oh yes italy right yep <laughs> Apparently they did the same thing in the in the in the Peru game, and they sure was, did. Uh, and the Google search is uh, Chile Copa Mundial Qatar 22, and then the caption is, "Did you mean Peru?" Yeah, he says, "Que si te decir Peru." That's pretty petty. I mean, so I'm, good. I was petty after that. I watched so much videos of like. Um, Argentinian uh, sports shows and also Colombian sports shows and Chilean sports shows and I just like Alex Morgan I just sip my tea as I was watching <laughs> reading them and I was like this is great I love this so that's how I spent my Friday nice um, oh one other, one other thing I'll say just on the on the politics side too like I, I knew it was going to be inevitable but if if you uh, I don't want to say this just just don't fall into the hyper nationalism trap please because there's already people talking about this USA Iran match and like acts of violence and acts of mass destruction and just like you don't have to go there we're all smarter than that this this is this is a game we're doing it as 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 a friendly competition like yeah just please be smart <laughs> but also didn't didn't the USA lose to Iran last time they played in the World Cup. I think that's right. I think or, so. Was, yeah. It was yeah. A two to one loss. So, yeah. so yeah. So, I mean, let football. And also, Iran, Iran brings swagger. Like, remember that last time? Like, those dudes in all their suits, like, they all look like models. <laughs> like, they were like by far, <laughs> like, 
the top hottest team and all the different of all the uh, that's the, the thing that we're gonna teams. have to look for. Yeah. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to do our rankings of. of, of we'll, we'll get to uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, nineteen ninety eight, Iran to go. USA one in yeah. group stage. We'll bring in uh, Elisa Vicuña and she can give us the hot or not. <laughs> you can never guest star. I, I thought you were gonna bring it in to suffer in her uh, in her in her pain, and I was gonna say, "Don't do that." She just got she just got hitched. No, 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 no. Don't bring her down. <laughs> That'd be very mean of you to do. Nah, nah. We'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get the the, the hotness takes. Uh, all right, let's do. Briefly, some EPL, Bridget. This is uh, mostly for you, but then also just really interesting. The standings to so Liverpool beat Watford 2-0 with Jota and Fabinho doing the thing. And so all of a sudden, the race is legitimately on now as we like have, what, like a month left? Month and a half, mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. Man City, uh, 30 games played, 73 points. Uh, Liverpool now t- also with 30 they actually have a better win record, six, six draws and two losses, whereas Man City has the four and three. 72 points, one point difference, and next weekend they play. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, going to be an exciting game, which it always is. Uh, most of our listeners follow Zeller. Stay tuned for the Zellberg Derby and a uh, City fan. So things, huge things are gonna derby. get things are gonna get interesting. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's they close the gap quickly and um, well ahead of. I mean, Chelsea's in third with fifty nine points, so uh, thirteen points back. It's gonna yeah, be close. they're not gonna catch it. I, I don't think they'll catch. No, no, but it's that just keeps it. I think that much more exciting. Um, mm-hmm. It, it'll be fun. Definitely. Definitely. I'm excited for all those involved. Like, I, I just, I love the drama. Like, oh, it's going to be a fun <laughs> match. <laughs> One point. Let's go. Um, here's Christian Erickson part two. It, it just, he just keeps delivering. Um, so they played the aforementioned Chelsea and they, and this is uh, Brentford now and Brentford beats them and the man scores again. So he's now scored three goals in his last four games over the Danish national team, as well as Brentford. I mean, how could you predict this? Like this, it's just an incredible story and a phenomenal narrative that you do literally died a year ago. And he's back scoring goals all over the place. It's, I don't even know what just, to say. Yeah. I mean, it no one expected it. him to be playing again. Mm-hmm. He, it just proves amazing. that uh, Ericsson is Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And there it is. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he needs he needs some of this. He needs, he needs to let the side beard grow. <laughs> That's all you need. That's the proof. He is, he is letting it get a little scruffy. Maybe, maybe all right. Well, mm-hmm. I like that. He's Wolverine. Um, this is all I got for to kind of close out internationals. Uh, so we had women's champ- champions league's quarters. Um, PSG and Bayern tied two two. That gives PSG the edge on aggregate four three. But the real story here is Barcelona hosting Real Madrid. Uh, they win 5-2, 8-3 on aggregate, does Barcelona. But the narrative here is Camp Nou was shoulder to shoulder for the women's team, which has never happened before. It's like 90, 91,000. 91! Yeah. 91K. That's amazing. Amazing. So, I mean, I don't have anything to say after that. Just imagine that. 
I mean, it, that's what happens when you win, right? I mean, when you're consistent <laughs> and you win, people show up. Yep. So yep. that's awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, take a break and we'll do some of the local stuff. We'll go in reverse order. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show. And welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota Football Show. We'll be talking about local and national news. And um, here's Eric to start us off. This one came from you, Rodrigo. You you highlighted that the uh, the futures had their their uh, final that we talked about in the previous episode. Yep. And my guys down the road, AFC Powderhorn, come on, you pissed off geese. <laughs> everybody <laughs> loves it because everybody knows the reference. It's like if you ever walked around Powderhorn, you've not been chased by mad geese. <laughs> you haven't spent enough time around here. It's gonna happen. Uh, they won. So congrats to AFC Powderhorn. Well done, champs. I love that they get like a pro wrestling belt. That's spectacular. Yeah, I mean that's the only way to go. I mean, yep. but I mean in this team, there's there's two uh, St. Paul Central kids. So nice that I actually like. It's really weird. One of them actually like used to referee, and the, their little brother was good friends with Giselle, and they played soccer together. So like, it's really like I saw the whole storyline, and I'm like, that's that's really nice. Hopefully they get they get their their. Um, the call-ups to practice with the senior team sometime soon. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, or even the, uh, the second team, the NASL team. Yeah. Either one. Uh, Bridget, I'll throw this one to you. That's uh, some this weekend racism in USL with Monterey Bay. Yeah. So yet another example of um, some verbal attacks on social media, USL side, Monterey Bay, um player named Hugh Roberts had to deal with quite a few uh, racist comments on social media following their game last week. Um, that led to a statement from USL. Uh, we categorically condemn this behavior. We fully support Roberts, who has been a leading voice for positive change. We will not tolerate abusive attacks online, on the field, or in the stands. I believe that is the second statement they've had to issue this season. Two uh, weeks. Yeah. Like that, or, or rather, two USLs in but, two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Dang. Not a good start. Something with the online things, right? Like it's just becoming more and more easier for people to just say dumb things, and then apparently don't don't want to be held accountable for it. So we'll I see. But, yeah. So. Um, I don't know who wants to take this one. Rodrigo, do, do you want to you want to dip your toes in this one and talk about solo? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this one. This week. Go uh, for it. So, um, what's the what? Is, Hope Solo has a podcast now, right? I mean, like, I forget. I'm trying well, to, I, maybe past tense. Past, well, I don't know. Yeah, she, <laughs> Once upon a time. Um, I mean, it's, 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 you know, like, so Hope Solo, uh, uh, a boisterous, um, shares her, her opinion at all times, uh, an amazing goalkeeper for the U.S. women national team, um, was arrested 
on a DWA misdemeanor and also misdemeanor child abuse charges. You want to know what happened? Make sure you get make sure you get that again in there. Again, this is the again. second time. Sorry, this is the second time. Um, that um, let's see, they she was passed out in a parking lot in like a strip mall, right? Uh, with it was a her Walmart, two children. Think, yeah, it's a Walmart, yeah. I think, with their two children in the back. And uh, when uh, when I think somebody had called it in because they had been watching or they were aware that the, that there's a woman with two kids in the car sitting in the parking lot for like more than half hour um, or so. And so um, they approached Solo and smelt alcohol and she refused to take a breathalyzer. And so all the, all the drama that you see on Law and Order um svu or or any other cop drama that just literally happened you know they, they get taken yeah. down and everything it, it, else it could have just been like a a single charge it ended up being three <laughs> the dwi child endangerment and resisting arrest rough um and the statement from her attorney reads that the real story is more sympathetic than what is being said in the news so i'm not sure what well, we'll see what that means. Uh, yeah. Wow. Like as a, as a writer, I want to know what metaphor you can build with the term sympathetic in this in this I, area. Because I'm like, I'm like, wow, that's like, yeah, that's not right. At the same time, I'm like, wow, what kind I mean, of picture are you going to Literally, build? any story could be more sympathetic than this story. Yeah, that's uh, true. Just, just given the bar yeah. being set so low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At a certain level, I mean, you, you feel for her, right? Because clearly she needs some help. And and it, and it sucks when you're when you hit this kind of a rock bottom situation, but also I mean just the level of poor decisions just boom 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 boom. It's just like yeah, the responsibility I mean, there is just oh, we've, we've seen her very publicly hit this same rock bottom yeah multiple times. Yeah. There was the uh, the DV charge uh, yep. like ten right. years ago, something like that. Yeah, um, not even. It's an, I remember reading. When I, when I was reading the, the story, we, we were we discussing this in our in our uh, Slack group, and every paragraph was worse than the previous. Yep. I was just like, it just keeps oh, yeah. getting worse. <laughs> first, at first, it just looks like, you know, another person getting a, a D-dub. And then mm-hmm. it just, uh, then it gets story kind of spirals from there. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really sad, and it's good thing that somebody saw it and uh said something that's i mean you do it it's really easy for us now to to say kind of leave people alone and don't call the cops every time but things like this it's it's good that people are watching and making those phone calls so that it doesn't become worse because this could have been a the story could have ended very differently that's correct especially when the kids are involved absolutely Uh, okay. Well, now that we're down in the dumps, the perfect transition to talk about Minnesota United. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's the greatest uh, transition in the world. Like that. Uh, oh, God. Seattle Sounders came to town, and it was chilly and windy, and I don't even know where to begin on this match. I, I, I the easy breakdown for me is just to say that Brian Schmetzer just. I mean, he, he's got – he's, like, wrapped around that little finger. Like, he just outcoaches him every time. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I st- we can Here's start a, there. We can – go ahead. 
Here's a, a good comparison. Um, Brian likes to play Minnesota as much as we like to play San Jose. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, what What do you want to start? Uh, DSC's in. Taylor right back. Don Lottie. Don Lottie got the surprising start. I did not expect that. Um, yeah, Don Lottie experiment was 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 it was a great experiment um, in that area. I, I really. It's like. It's like you you do you ever get one of those like science chemist kits as a birthday present, right? <laughs> right. And then yeah. you start following the instructions and seeing cool things happen. And you're like, oh, this is exciting. And then you decide to throw away the instructions and just mix anything on up and then it just it just blows up in and front of you. And then you wonder face. why it blows up in the end. Yeah. Exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is the Dunlady experiment at left. Perfect. I mean, yes, the experiment had to start sometime. Like you, you got to get them a start somewhere. Um, but when you also have uh, your designated player, the two million dollar man sitting on your bench who has gotten six minutes this season, um, Dunlady's yeah, up know. to, I believe, two shots in fifty-three minutes, something like that. Uh, who knew has won in six minutes? So yeah, weird. but then Lottie has that uh, almost assist if Fragapani doesn't doesn't blow that. <laughs> so there's that. But like, I just, I just, here's the thing that um, until and this is going to be forever. Like the weakest side to attack Minnesota is the left side, and we know yep. that, yep. right? And it's been it's been adamant. Whenever we've had a chance to actually be somewhat decent in it. Is when you we we really support that left side, and in this game, you know from the beginning you could totally tell we did not support that left side. Um, I think was it 15, 20 minutes in when there's a corner. I I've never seen uh, Will Trap yell at someone so profusely. Oh yeah. For not being in the right spot or not coming back, uh-huh. and that was Don Lottie. And mm. Don Lottie was coming in, throwing back for the good. He was getting yelled at. He, they were pointing where they wanted him. He kept on checking. He's like, they kept on yelling at him. It was just, for me, that was glorious because that's exactly what you need from a leader. You need to be able mm-hmm. to say, hey, look, your job is to help this back line when you do not have the ball. And it makes sense, right? Dunlady is, is is physical and he's fast. So he should be able to at least track people and chase people and pressure people, you know, sort of like Ariaga does, right? And that's why that left side works well. When Ariaga is in, he, he just... Him and Bongi. Is, is he injured, by the way? I'm, why didn't he? Play? I don't think he's back. Oh, right, qualifier still. Okay. Yeah, he's his. I think they were a little bit delayed. Yeah, um, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, and so I think that's that's the issue. Is like with Bongi. If you put Bongi and Riaga there, there's two people who will run, and will chase, and and that takes up space, right? And so then that way, uh, you you have uh, the bossy who doesn't have to focus so much on taking care of so much space and just focusing on what you can do, just pass the ball and defend. Right. And not have to run back. But, you know, first half, all we saw was, was just literally that it's like Don Lottie wasn't able to, to get anything in support. And then I, I, I was going to say, I, I wish, you know, in a parallel universe, they could have strung something together in those first 15 or 20 minutes because it was Seattle close. looked, they looked shaky. Like, yeah. Frey was making big mistakes. He almost had a howler like in that 11th minute where a ball kind of yep. squirted in a weird direction and he was not ready for it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, 
defense was messy. Like every, the only, what I wrote down here was basically like the first 15 minutes, it was João Paulo versus the entire Minnesota United team. And, and right. honestly, and honestly, it was a balanced fight. Like he just took on 11 people. It was like, let's go. <laughs> I can't wait yeah, to somehow mix it into a poster. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the last 15 minutes, um, in terms of, you know, the, the positives that we, that we saw for United was kind of a mirror of the first 15 minutes, but yeah, there was, there were so many times when it looked like they could string it together. Debassi and Dunlady were definitely doing some, there's quite a bit of interplay on that left side between the two of them, lots of interlapping runs, which looked really good. Yeah. Um, but like you said, Abu's not really returning the favor. Um, and Tabasi's making those runs with them, but then having to to double time it back to to fill space because no one yep. else is doing that. He was Tabasi put in his miles last night. I wish we wish we got access to their um, their, their mileage for each game. But can we talk. Uh, can we talk briefly about um, this. Came up a few times here in, in observations I saw. Really slick, fast counters. Reynoso gets the ball and it falls apart. This happened at least three times, like really bad passes or, or, or just giveaways to the defense or to the midfield. But I mean, it looks like something's going to happen. Like there are numbers forward, like it's four on two, four on one. And it just fart noise. It happened at least three times. They didn't really want to pass to anyone. I mean, we saw a few times where he also looks around and, uh not there he hasn't made the run um lude couldn't couldn't get up there and and had he just has no one to pass to um and i think it was the same when almaria got the ball like there's just nobody up there to help him out and this we've talked about him you know refusing to be selfish about it and always going for the pass instead of the shot and he was kind of forced to just take the shots uh and skied most of them but yeah it just yeah it was it was weird plenty of plenty of attempts to get it in the final third and then mm. yeah no one really knew what to do with it or or where to be there was it a was total so frustrating like spatial and, awareness happening and that's what seattle yeah. well, their job was was to go frustrate our midfield and our offense to not oh, be able to and do they it. did it they <laughs> did it i mean like anytime reynoso had the ball you know, there was at least two people around him, and Reynoso always tries to, you know, dribble through someone or dribble around yep. someone, and you can't when you, you you don't get a good touch on the ball or you're not really moving. We talked about how this um, how this team is not as effective when they don't play quickly, and there was lots of times where either it was dictated by um, Seattle or we just didn't want to make that that mistake of trying to throw the ball through the, through the ball through the middle and bypass the midfield because we were afraid of what that counterattack may look like. Right. And, and we weren't confident in our defensive sets that I think that's, that's one of the things too, is like when you are more direct and that's what we were in the 50 for 15 minutes, we were like, we were directing quickly. Like we were countering and which is fine that we, because we're built that way and it's fine, but we were, we were getting the ball out there and we were creating uh, this, this balance and, and once once Seattle settled down, it was uh, it was us trying to figure out how how to get that again, and it and it was them that ended up taking that uh, that amazing. Uh, gosh, I just you know I I I love 
Joe Paolo in a sense because when I watch him play, I hate when he plays against us because yeah, yeah, all he oh, does is score. I get that. Yeah. I get that. And he, the, he's the best at what he does. I mean, what are you going to do? And the same with watching uh, Rusnak just oh, yes. tear up the midfield. Mm. Uh, That's the other thing, too. I was talking yeah. to Nubia because, like, we were sitting, like, me, G, and Issa and Nubia were there. And, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, man, Seattle. Man, Seattle. I was like, oh, my gosh. That's Rusnak. I totally forgot he played on that team. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like yeah. oh, man, we're done for, I said. And it was the best thing was just G right next to me because G's Usually is very well mannered. She was yelling every single like if you want anyone to just sit to next to and just watch the commentary is like either is Isa and G. You just sit there and then like they tear like G's like switch just, the just hit record switch hit record the on your uh, on I, I your uh, to, voice memo to. that's Patreon. But then I get all the all, <laughs> I get all the all the background noise from everyone I, else. Yeah. I can't really hear it. But like she's it was like, an inevitability like, switch though. The switch yeah. the ball. And I mean, she, and and she and she's right like. We weren't switching the field quickly enough, and that's what we right. want. We want to be able to do, to pay attention because we were playing all the way on the right, always trying to get the ball to the right. A quick switch to the other side switches the movement and then opens up spaces, and that's what we needed. We weren't playing quick enough. We weren't switching the field, and unfortunately, we already know we can't take advantages of, of things that we we should be taking advantage of. Uh, Delati had that ball where he, I don't know what happened there. Like he hit the ground and then hit whatever. And they hit the goalpost. Like he, he controlled it well enough with his chest and then he just said it, but that should be a direct goal. That was goal one and totally missed that one. So, yeah, I was going to say it was an inevitability before the Jotape. I mean, right in front of me, I don't know if you guys remember this, like Jordan Morris just basically had a sitter of a header to score. And for whatever reason, he just skies it. I mean, I don't think DSC was even close to stopping it. Just we right over. Um, and then um, there was a there was a messy, messy set piece, too, where the ball kind of squirted around and ended up just going like right next to like the far post that also could have easily gone in. So, and, and we can talk a little bit about DSC if you want, like getting a little risky, getting off the line quite a bit and doing his thing, but he was also just kind of, it felt like he was opening himself up to some disasters. I mean, that's, um, that's what he does. Yeah. We've, we've talked that's what about he does. that before. Like yep, it's true. And, and when it works, it's fantastic. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. Nerve-wracking. Um, Always very nerve-wracking. That's what we saw yesterday. Um, it, it's going to bite him sometime, and he was lucky to not um, give away either of those two goals on, on such a play. Right. Let me ask you about the Jotape, though, because like that pass back from Lodero was just spectacular, and he just annihilates it. I mean, there's, there's nothing he could have yeah. done, right? Yeah. No. no the, the, the ball was going in regardless. I mean, he hit it. It literally looked like a Roberto Carlos shot because the ball yes. he hit it with the with the with the outside on the outside of the ball. So the ball is going forward and then it just curves back out. I mean, like yeah. you yeah, can't you game. can't do much about that. What you can do is is is, is um, that's when the switches started happening in the midfield for us after that goal, uh, because it was um, it was Dotson who was on the left, and Dotson is so eight minded unless he knows he's playing the sixth that he pushes back, but he doesn't also track back as well as, as others as well too. And so that whole side was exposed. And on that counter, it's just Seattle moved the ball well too, well too easily for us to be able to move us out of place. And then Joe Paulo always sits right around, right around that area. And boom. I mean, that was, that was a beauty. You know, I, mean, like, I was you know the thing about it is, yeah, he, he's the best at what he does. Like I said, for MLS, there are probably right now, there are 20 
midfielders between Serie A and Serie B, Brasileiro, that are just as good, if not better than him, that Minnesota United or anybody else could sweep up. And I mean, I'm especially talking about like, you know, you've got a relegated Grêmio, you've got Vasco da Gama stuck in Serie B, you've got Cruzeiro stuck in Serie B. There are, there are world-class sixes in those teams that are just as good as João Paulo. <laughs> just FYI, MNUFC scouts, I know you're listening, yeah. reg- I mean- regular listeners. I mean, yeah, that's the one Brazilian we should always keep an eye on when we're playing in Seattle. Like, I don't care. Have someone that. But I, it felt bad because Isa mentioned it to me, too, is that she's like, it felt like Will Trapp had to do play offense and defense at the same time, ball by he himself. Was, yep. And yep. and Debassi. I mean, right, the, and Debassi. The two of them. And it was interesting. I think this is the most vocal that we've seen St. Clair. Um. Mm. And because of those lapses, he's just at one point on a set piece, he is screaming and he's like starts kicking the the goalpost to make a little extra noise, trying to get some attention um, because defense wasn't setting up the wall and in a way that was going to work for him. Um, So he was forced to be vocal. And I mean, there, there were some stops where it, it was pure luck that, um, that we weren't down like four zero going into that. Yeah, that's real talk. Minutes. That right. is real talk. That is true. I mean, we could have been down four nothing, but we also could have been scored. We could could have been four two at, at at half because we had the opportunities to put those balls away. And I think Reynoso, as we speaking, we spoke earlier about Reynoso. It's like I don't know, but this year he's not looking comfortable at all. Like yeah. he only passes to the people he trusts, and he doesn't pass to the person that's open. Like there, he had a pass to Bongi that I that that like everyone we got really excited to because he was making a run. I was like, Bongi's been making runs for three games, but no one watches mm-hmm. him make runs. It's like get the kid the ball, right? Be more direct if you need to. Well, let's, Maria, let's jump. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say let's jump to that second half. I, I don't honestly don't have a lot, a lot because at this point I <laughs> my hands were too cold. I was I wasn't taking off my gloves. Um, but we got to talk about the forty nine. I, I didn't even get to see it live because I was on the opposite side. Uh, Coleman with the own goal, but really, essentially, this is is Jordan Morris uh, with a spectacular cross, and Coleman must have just thought that he could he could deflect it and be okay, and it just swings right in. That's that's just kind of shit luck. I mean, what do you? I mean, think? that's yeah, just was, the way the game was It was a was weird going. angle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the game wasn't going for you, and that's just a sign from the soccer gods just to let you know. Yeah. You're not pulling <laughs> like your weight. This, so. this is not your night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, you, you alluded to Bongi. He finally does come in in the 63rd. And I got to say, like, there, there were youngsters, probably teens, 20s, something around me, just screaming the whole match for Bongi. So I, I love that it's not just, like, a thing within, like, podcasting and social media. Like, the general the general wonder wall is just all about <laughs> Bongi. Well, like, get him in. <laughs> when he came in, like, you know, it was, like, if it was an applause of of, of under yes. Wonderwall. It was like a round of applause just for him to be able to come in because yes, he's very raw, but he'll give you effort, and that sometimes is what you need. Like that's, that's a different maker, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think I think uh, Issa had asked me earlier, uh, and I tw- I tweeted this out in, in in GIF format. But she she asked me said, "What do you think we need to do in the second half to win?" And then I um. One of our favorite uh, throwback cheesy movies, The Replacements. Uh, I, I, I did my best impression of Gene Hackman, and, and I tapped my, my my heart and said, "Miles and miles of heart." 
That's what you need to be able to get back into this game. Nice. Um, I was excited to see Lawrence. Finally, this is our, our reggae boy, right? Our Jamaican guy. And, and so the, the cool thing about this, if I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to find a, a glass half full situation here, is with those two entering, we had a formation shift, right? And we got to see Lawrence take left back and get uh, Debossi. Basically, he, he got to pull in and become center back again. And it didn't last for very long. I mean, we, didn't, we had, had it for less than a half an hour but I liked it. <laughs> it felt more comfortable. Like I'm very, yeah. People were where they were supposed to be, right? We talk about this all. It's like a six year conversation with Adrian. He's put people <laughs> in their right positions, but it finally, it felt more comfortable. Do we also, it seemed like um, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but it did. Um, there was another midfield shift too, right? Cause some, somebody went in the midfield and I think uh, uh, Reynoso ends up taking left wing, right? Right, Danladi came out, Bongi came in, and Rosales came in for Rosales. Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, so he takes who, more like I a central, who center, central mid. Yeah, that was an interesting uh, thing. Ta- well, Taylor went out too. Yeah, and and honestly, it didn't bother me. I mean, it was it was weird not seeing uh, Reynoso like driving the car, but he was he was pretty dangerous as, as on the wing as well. Yeah, I mean, I think I think um, I think for me. Uh, Rosales was a a good replacement in the sense of like he calmed things down and he was able to start distributing the ball. He he like was more supportive of Will Trap than he was of anything else, but he was still doing things that you needed them to do, be able to pass to move the ball around. And like I didn't recognize him because he cut all his hair off. Yeah, was- yeah, yeah, shaved head. <laughs> same, same. And so I was, I was a little like, confused at first. Rosales was coming in. Yep, and that's what I was like. I was like, I was like, wait, he did. I was like, oh man, I like this hair. And yeah, because like, he had like the massive fro mm-hmm. right before. Yeah, it was beautiful. And so, but he 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 started settling things down more in the midfield, which opened up the 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 aspect of where people could go. But at the same time, like Seattle wasn't in attacking mode anymore. They were like, all right, we're two one. We're gonna contain right. And so right. like. They, they understood that they were going to be playing the rest of the game in their half. And, and they, and we did like for those last 15, 20 minutes, it literally, we, we played a good 30 minutes and that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, t- right. talk to me about it. Let, let, let's, let's jump to, maybe you want to talk about the lead up to that, to that penalty kick. How, how does that go down? I mean, Rosales is responsible for it, but how does, how does he get in that position? Well, I mean, it, we, we were uh, forming triangles on the wings. So Rosales and whoever was moving around. And I think, uh, Lawrence was there too. And then in one of those, uh, re- the ball goes to Reynoso. Reynoso kind of dribbles. He's dribbled a lot more this time. And I don't mind it when he dribbles because he moves his space. But his passing this year has not been the greatest. And in one of those, he, he, he sees Rosales making a run, hits him. And then Rosales makes a touch, pushes the ball forward, and then literally just get, gets trampled by two Seattle players trying to impede him to get to the ball. And that's when the PK goes. And I don't know about you, but everyone in that stadium was mad at the ref. And I, I tweeted out because I had no idea what the record is. And I still don't know what the record is. How many yellows can you get? In, what is the record for yellows in an MLS game? Because I think we were pretty damn close. There were some we had terrible, terrible seven, calls. Right? Yeah. And some of them were just like phantom phantom calls. Rusnak had a, had yeah. a wonderful... I mean, I mean, Blue didn't even 
didn't even touch the guy. I think it was him. Oh, yeah, I remember uh, that. Ariaga. That was, that was yeah. a terrible call. Yeah, they showed they showed another angle where, I mean, he just kind of brushed right by him, but no contact whatsoever. Uh, yeah, a, a whole lot of questions on that on that yeah. end. Yeah, I mean, the thing too is that for that Ariaga foul that Lute got a yellow on, he didn't leave. To, he didn't leave the pitch. Like when when you have people come onto the at least my understanding was when someone comes onto the field to check on you and their medical team, you're supposed to leave, and then you yeah, get if to you come back. Treatment of any sort if if staff comes out, you have to go out. At, and and it I did. Think it was Ariaga a, stayed on the field. I think it was I, a I really a, quick restart because he did start walking away with the mm. trainers, and then suddenly the ball is in play again. So I think no, no, it might he have did been not, a, he did not. It might have just been overlooked, but yeah. But I, I, was, I heard an earshot comment like. Towards the end there of like the 80 something, whatever. Somebody's like, so we're going to have 15 minutes of stoppage time, right? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> well, shit, it should, we should have. I mean, and then the PK, you know, PK was well taken for by uh, Reynoso. And I yep. mean, I think that's when the life came back. And then Reynoso yes. actually wanted the ball. And I, that's the first time I actually seen throughout the whole game that he wanted the ball. Like he came to the ball. And by want, wanting the ball, I mean he actually makes a movement towards the person who has the pass to get the ball. Like before yeah. he was raising his hand, he's like, I'm here, I'm here. I'm here in this ever never ending land. Come find me. No. He, if, as a soccer player, you're, you're taught that you have to come to the ball. Come to the yeah. ball. You know, you, you shorten that, that distance between you and the pass, and you also sh- you, you keep the defenders away from you in that matter. And he started doing that. And then things started opening up more and more. Bongi started doing his runs, right? Rosales started doing great things. Amarija had a couple of headers that could have yeah. gone the other I, way. I clocked the Lud, the Lud shot denied in the 84th. And yeah. And the fray just makes it another kind of a, a brain fart, which is again not super common for him. And Amarija is right there for an easy poke in. And I think he gets it with the side of his foot. It just goes right by the post. Mm-hmm. But I mean, man, that was a whew, you didn't want that one back, honestly. Yeah. And then we, we created the chances. I mean, even Boxy got into the box, and I thought he was going to shoot. And if he would have scored, I would have jumped up for joy. But again, right. it's just, it's this too little, too late situation that this right. team has been exactly. in for so long. Yeah. Like the, the, those first fifteen minutes, it was so ripe for the picking, and it just nothing. And I think I think they're still trying to figure out this whole formation with you know, it's it's a four-two-three-one just like always and forever. Um, but last season it was all, you know, Reynoso playing behind another, another midfielder. I mean, Lud and Unu and all of those guys kind of just rotating through there and changing to a system where you have Amaria up top, um, you know, to, to be the target man, essentially that's, that's where he shines. It's, I think there's some growing pains in having that true number nine system again and Reynoso's just got to play a little bit differently and um and Lou is playing a little bit differently as well and I think it's all I think it's just the way that that rotation has gone I hope we get to see this this Bongi Lawrence start situation like I I think I think that last Austin I hope so because like yeah those that last half an hour ish 20 whatever minutes was it was wasn't perfect but it was a significant improvement so we'll see. Um, sucks to lose at home. But what, what makes it interesting is 
these other MLS scores, which are just all over the place. I don't need to do the full rundown. Um, but I think I'll highlight uh, this one in particular is Houston three to one over into Miami, uh, which, and then Colorado and Real Salt Lake tying, which makes the West just insane. I mean, it's a very, very weird situation here. So LAFC and, uh, and Portland play today, or is it no galaxy play LA galaxy Galaxy. and and Portland. Thank you. Um, But LAFC are still undefeated with 13 points. RSL, uh, I think they just have the one loss, maybe one. Maybe, I can't remember. They have 11 points. They're in second. And then from there, it's a five-way tie with eight points. And this is all just on goal differential. Austin goes three. Dallas goes four. Colorado, five. Houston, six. And Minnesota, seven. Which, you know, in, in a certain respect, it, make, it makes things interesting, question mark, right? Because <laughs> it's everything so balanced. But it would have been nice to even scrape away a point here and have a little bit of breathing room, let alone get this, get a big win against Seattle and have a lot of breathing room. Cause now it's just like, who do we have next? We have Austin. So here we go. We're, we're, we're in the, I don't, I don't know what the metaphor is, but it's like the, the group of things of, are not, things are not going to get easier from this yes. point. Yes. Yes. So you got the eight point team of, of death or whatever group of death as it were. So here we go eight points versus eight points right away. And, and, and it kind of ends up be, being a must-win situation now. I mean, all I can say after last night is, thank God they didn't have to play Seattle like week one or week two. Yeah. Um, that would have completely changed uh, the momentum of the season. Uh, and they wouldn't have had that undefeated streak um, because the chemistry there, I mean, this was a pretty solid showing just considering that it's Seattle and you never know who's mm-hmm. going to show up. I mean, you can, when you have the luxury of bringing Rui Diaz off the bench. Right. Uh, um, that was scary. Like Nubia, yeah. Nubia pointed to me and it's like, Oh, Rui Diaz is coming in. I'm like, Oh man. <laughs> I mean, even, even on the broadcast, you can kind of feel the energy shift. Like everyone's going crazy for Bongi coming in and then the camera pans over and there's Rui Diaz oh, by the way. standing on the sideline. <laughs> and even like Callan Kindred the commentary are like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> there he is. Um, and, and he caused some damage. Like he, not oh, only yeah. did he start a fight, but you know. Um, I mean, I mean, from the first second he stepped on the pitch. Yeah. And hold on, was, hold on. I, I missed the fight. What fight? <laughs> Like towards the end of the game, there was like a little scrimmage, like a there's yeah. like a little push shoving match going on on the right on the sideline. And of course, oh. Rui Diaz is the person that always starts that, those type of things because that's where uh, that's when the ref just started walking around with the yellow card in his hand and was just right. kind of like waving it at, at everyone. Wee, 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 wee. So <laughs> wow, he's like like I, I heard I heard a uh, earshot comment. He goes, "Hey, this ref." The rest must like uh must watch in like Oprah a lot, and they were like, and the guy goes, why?" I was like, "Because you get a yellow, you get a car, you get a, you get a everyone nice. gets a yellow." And I was like, "Wow, oh, man, uh-huh. so that was I missed that, yeah. missed that." Uh, yeah. So there we are uh, in this in this group of five with eight going against one of them next week. Hopefully, will that lineup will that we're kind of sort of liking will will manifest itself right away instead of with like twenty minutes to play. Um, you know, Austin have had a great run as well, but they're definitely beatable. Yeah, and that's so the thing. I mean, like Austin's happens. a different team. Seattle's. Um, I mean, I can't wait till 
Rusnak finally like get, get, gets to figure out on that team, and that's just going to be that's just going to be. Nuts. When do they? When do they have their uh, CCL? Co- yes, thank you. I think that's uh, a couple. No, isn't it like? I think it's later, right? Like later, like months later, right? No, no, man. It's okay. Uh, no, it's this week, finished, Wednesday. Yeah. It's next week. It's, it's yeah, this week. Right, right. So they play. They play New York on the sixth on Wednesday already. Man, so if Rui Diaz is healthy, man, that's going to be a. Whew, well, he looked decent match. to me. I mean, he struck a ball that could have gone in, could not gone in. So whenever you let that little guy hit the ball, it's 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 scary. So. So so you're welcome, Seattle. We we've given you the confidence to now win CCL. That's Go right. do the thing. <laughs> if you don't win the finals, that's on you. But if you win it, it's because of us. That's on yes, us. Exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, some good news, Bridget. You have something for Liverpool, I think. Yeah, so Liverpool women's team uh, won their championship game. They had been um, relegated to the second tier of the women's system. Um, but with the win yesterday or this morning, I believe it was today. Uh, I can't do time zone math. Um <laughs> But they they won and uh, have earned promotion back into WSL. Uh, and as a team that, you know, in the last few years, we've talked a little bit about the discrepancies between, you know, the money going into uh, the money and the attention going into women's soccer, um, even in England. Uh, they've, they've been through a lot the last few years. And so it's good to see them get that win and, and move up. Um, and it's also good to see the Liverpool first team applauding them for that. Lots of them on Twitter today uh, nice. congratulating them. So that, cool. that's one positive that popped into my timeline of um, trending uh, doom on Twitter. <laughs> uh, any last minute additions, Rodrigo? You always seem to find one, I think. Um, I mean... No, not really. Unless you really, I mean, we we gotta end on a good note. I don't wanna, I don't wanna end in end the note. I'm I'm uh, patriarchy. So right. Fair I'm enough. Fair it. enough. <laughs> so we got CCL yeah, this week, that. and uh, yeah, the big oh big match with Austin. Freddie Oak. Emmings plays is playing in about twenty oh, minutes. So, yeah. At Allianz, so let's see how well they can tear that ground up even more. Um, <laughs> right. So I, I wish I hope that the Minnesota grounds crew sends a, a thank you letter or a thank you card to Stephen Fry because every time he had time he was grabbing little pieces of the turf and then just like stomping it back on. <laughs> it was really funny who, and cute to see. Who is the uh, second team playing? Uh, uh, SKC. SKC, okay. yeah. So that should be really interesting. So I go. think it's fifteen dollars to get in, ten dollars if you're a season ticket holder. I was trying to figure out that if I show up at halftime, would there be anybody at the ticket place to let me in for free? So that's my that's my guess. I'm not um, trying to see if I can do that, but I'm not sure. And you, can, and you can stream it on the website. I think it's yep. MLSnextpro.com yep. or something mm-hmm. like that. Hopefully their 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 panning will be a lot better. So <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Bridget and Rodrigo, as always. Thank you, listeners. Uh, patreon.com backslash MN football show for uh, some little bonuses and things like that. We appreciate all of you patrons. And 
even if you're not a patron, if, if you want to communicate with us, please do send us questions, send us comments, uh, either by email or any of the socials, and uh, we'll bring it up. We'll discuss. We like people. <laughs> we, we miss people, but we like people. People are good. We like yeah. bigotes better, though. Yeah, a little <laughs> appearance. Oh, if there's any dog groomers out there or dog groomer recommendations, send them my way because oh. that, that little guy, he needs... He, getting a little shady the, over there. You got it. It's getting to the point where the eyes are disappearing. He's having a hard time seeing. Okay. Then, so it's like the positive and negative. The positive is the dog does not shed, which is the reason we got that breed. The negative is the hair just grows and grows and grows. Well, if you ever need uh, three arrows down, do it on the side of this of, of it. I, I can do that for sure. I won't charge you at all. But you know, we'll talk. I like yeah. it. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody.